0: is clayton House entertainment x for part two with anissa felix we continue the conversation of asking questions and balancing achievement and fulfillment so i hope you enjoy this part two with anissa felix how have you gotten better at asking questions
1: oh um this i will say that this during, during the COVID lockdown, Mm -hmm. um, there has kind of been like this reprioritizing, I I Mm -hmm. noticed, especially in our industry of, um, reprioritizing our personal time, Mm -hmm. our mental health, our physical health, uh, things that I don't think were necessarily talked about. Right. Like (laughs) before all of this, it's like the show must go on. You have to push, 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 push. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I remember going on stage with like, muscle spasms and when I shouldn't have, you know, cause that could cause further inju- injury. And mm. now what this, this time off has done has like reprioritized, uh, for me, what I want in my life and in my career and in my like mental health mm. so that I have the courage now to ask questions and stand up for myself in ways that I did not have before. Because I'm like, at this point, like, what do I have to lose? Mm. I like, you know, like there was a, I, There was like an occasion where, you know, the cast was feeling something about a certain um, uh, event and people didn't really feel like they had the, the courage or the language or the position to say anything. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to say it because we're all kind of feeling it. So let me like say it. Yeah. And I found a really great way to like word it. And I like sat in my power for the first time ever, because I'm usually a person that like sits back a mm. little bit, but I asked some questions and I made some requests mm. and I asked directly for what I wanted and it was well received. Mm. So who to funk? like ask for what you want. The worst you can have is a no, you know? Yeah. But asking those kinds of questions and being asking direct questions and requesting things that we need uh, for our mental health, emotional health, is so important. And I didn't realize it until after COVID.
0: Yeah. It's the permission. It's the permission to say, mm, no, <laughs> this is what I deserve. <laughs> yeah, It's not what I want. It's what I deserve. Yeah. I love yeah. that. How, how, do you, how do you balance achievement versus fulfillment? um or view it
1: (laughs) i i think i've had to redefine what achievement like looks like Hmm. because um you know i thought when i first started out i said i want to be a working actor that's it i just want to be a working actor and then i became a working actor and i was like hmm but i want to do more And um, so I, you know, I was like, okay, I started out as a swing, which meant that I understudied all the ensemble. Mm. And I was like, that's a lot of work. Mm. Um, And that's a lot of work for my like emotional health that like, it's taking a toll. Mm. The next job I want to do, I just want to have my own track. Mm. So I did that. And then I was like, okay, well, maybe next job I want to do is be a principal. Mm. So I was still ensemble for the next job, but I covered a principal. So like, redefining what it looked like and then I was in theater for a while and had a little vocal injury I was like you know what let me not sing for a while let me go on to tv and film Mm -hmm. so then I ended up going to tv and film so like you know figuring out what my goals are my goals are constantly changing and as I grow as a person my goals change Mm -hmm. so um and then also too, I was like, oh, you know, there was a time when I was like, oh, I want to be a celebrity. Like I want to be, you know, a big famous actor in all these films. And I'm like, okay, let me reevaluate like, what's the reality, the reality, you know? Um. So now success to me looks like, you know, being a series regular or, you know, being guest star recurring for a little bit and then, you know, being a series regular and then possibly being a series lead. Like I didn't even know that those distinctions existed until a few years ago. And I've changed since then, you know? So I think, um, an idea of success changes with time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That's really well said. Is there uh, through all of this <laughs> achievement and fulfillment and success, mm-hmm. is there a particular role that has taught you a significant amount about yourself?
1: i will say my first big gig when i did motown um and i was the swing so i covered seven people plus uh diana ross who is the principal and it taught me that um when i prepare when i take care of myself Um, emotionally and physically, when I um, build a wonderful support system, I could literally do anything, you know? And um, and in the beginning, I felt like very alone and I felt very scared. It was my first gig and it, it made me feel like, you know, I can't do this. This is too much. And then when I started realizing that Almost every single project you will ever do consists of multiple steps. It's not like you're doing everything all at once. You're doing a little bit every day. And when I, when I learned how to like break, you know, my, my challenges up into smaller challenges, it made me realize that I could literally do anything and I might be scared, but I could just be scared doing it, you know, and it gets done. And, um, I think I I like I felt like I came like when that show closed, I became like a woman. <laughs> it was like a year and eight months of the most rigorous like boot camp of theater you can ever experience. Yeah. And when I came out of it, I felt like a grown woman who had a group of wonderful friends, skills that I never like thought I would ever have, being able to be adaptable and easy to direct, um, having a thick skin, not letting things, you know, words or anything like that hurt me being able to persevere. Those are things that I didn't realize I had in Mm -hmm. me until I did such a difficult job like in Motown. So that was the one that, that set me up luckily for the rest of my career, because now I know I can do it because I have done it, you know?
0: Right. Right. I love that. I love that. It's amazing what these, what these individual, I mean, everything teaches you something, right. But Mm -hmm. to have, you know, this particular moment where you're like, Oh, this is like a, a mental ceiling that has been smashed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just onwards and upwards from here. So Mm -hmm. I have to ask you. who who are you when you're at your best
1: oh that's a lovely question who am i when i'm at my best um you know it doesn't necessarily even when i'm at my best it doesn't necessarily have to even mean that i'm performing it means Mm -hmm. like when i'm um when i feel like i am being generous with the people in my life like my husband you know this has been a hard two years And I feel most connected and and most at peace when I'm being generous to him, Mm -hmm. Um, when I'm, I'm, you know, investing in my relationships with my family and my friends. And when I just feel connected truly to the people that I love, that's when I feel my best because I know I'm giving something, you know, because it's so easy to take and take, but um, there is no feeling like giving. And when I do something for someone or cook for somebody or treat somebody or let them know that I'm there for them, because they've all done that for me, I feel really good. I feel like, yeah, this is what it means to live your life. You have a community that you're investing in and a family that you're investing in. And that just makes me feel so good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I can, I can feel it (laughs) through through Mm -hmm. the laptop. So thank you. Uh, yeah. metaphorically speaking if you could put a word or a phrase mm-hmm. on a billboard for millions of people to see does anything come to mind
1: mm. um i i don't want to say anything trite but maybe like stop trying so hard you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, there's this you know, stop trying so hard. (laughs) Generally, you know, I'm also speaking from a position of privilege where, you know, I, I can just exist and I think I'll be okay, Mm. you know, but, um, I, I, am muscling things. I find that, um, you know, when you're a younger artist, you feel like you have to muscle things because you have something to prove. And, um, the the true artistry is in the ease of whatever you're doing. And when you're muscling something, um, it doesn't look easy and it doesn't feel easy. Yes. Sorry. And it's yeah, like a set sorry. of let go, you know. Yeah. Yes. And when you want something so badly, you have to ask, no,
0: I'm excited. When you have to ask the universe, you know, just you're holding on to something so tight. And I heard this acronym, I guess, a year or two ago, where you just say, like, help, help. I want what I want this, help. And it's the acronym of like, hello, eternal loving presence. It's just let go, let it be what will come to you will come to you. Your purpose is being, you know, you're mm-hmm. living your purpose. Stop trying so hard.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, it's such a, that's, it's so counterintuitive because I remember when I first started off, people were like, stop trying so hard or like, stop, you know you're really forcing it mm-hmm. and i was like yeah but i have to work hard because if i don't work hard i'm not going to get what i want but it's like yes you work hard but then after a certain point you just have to trust that you've done the work mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that time is the the biggest factor at that point mm-hmm. you know because um it, it it's the same thing like when i'm doing you know on camera stuff you see when you can see on camera, when somebody is pushing something or working hard to get to to, to conjure up some kind of emotion, um, but you don't want to see that as a viewer, somebody working hard for that moment, mm. you want, you trust that they've done all the work, um, you know, at home, and they've done all their research, and they have embodied it. And so by the time they're ready to film it, it's already in their body, and they just have to trust it. So... We shouldn't, not that we shouldn't see your hard work, but that's your own personal thing as an artist mm-hmm. is you do your hard work. I don't like people to see my hard work. So I do it on my own so that when I get there, it looks easy.
0: This is, this is a masterclass. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. We are, <laughs> 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 didn't expect it to go here and I thank love you. it, <laughs> but it's so, oh, I mean, thank is, you. That's thank
1: a, you. I love some of that.
0: Of course, that's a theme I see among top performers, you know, even like, especially when I had, um when I had Jonathan Groff on the show, I got the distinct impression that he works very hard oh, yeah. in private. And then when he shows up, he shows up ready to play. It's all, it mm-hmm. seems like it's all just, I'm playing, I'm mm-hmm. here, but he's got everything memorized. The work is done, you know, and he can, he doesn't have to stress and force it. It's just being yes. like you said. Yeah. Oh, goodness. This is um
1: I uh, and I love him in Mindhunter. Hunter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I fell in love with him. I He's know, so I, good. I know. And oh, and you can see that like I said you can see the work. The, I mean, you don't see him working, but you see the work that he has done. Yep.
0: Yep. I just love I love people who show up ready to play, you know, with that work. Mm-hmm. Um a Sherlock Carol. So much fun. Oh. Um opening oh. night I was there. It was a fantastic it's clever and it's funny and it's a perfect, I mean, it's another perfect holiday offering. I think that can run for <laughs> as long as we've known a Christmas Carol, which is fun, mm-hmm. and Sherlock Holmes, so it's a great combination. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I'm so glad that I got to see you in it. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. Um, of course. The links to all of your things will be in the bio of this conversation. Is there anything else you wanna add before we wrap up today?
1: I I just want to say, not just for artists, but for everybody. um, I feel like we are in a time right now where um, we have a lot of power. Um, Artists, especially in this industry, um, people are listening. The people in positions of power are listening um, for what feels like the first time ever. And I think that we need to use our collective voices, um, whether it be with union, whether it be like voting, um, in, in any which way, which whatever um you know union that you're with, um, to keep holding the people in position uh accountable um and and speaking up for what we deserve as workers. So I am. We have, we have a whole new loud voice and a loud platform that we need to be using. Um, and don't be scared of any repercussions because the worst that we can have is a no. Right. At this point, Mm -hmm. we've been through the ringer. The worst we can get is a no. So we got to start asking for what we deserve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Just have to turn that heat up. It's already a no, you have to ask, and then it could potentially be a yes. I mean, that's the. Mm I love that. You know, we can change it to a yes. So, Thank you so much for doing this.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Clayton. This was so lovely. I, I thank you for having an open, generous heart. And your questions are so beautiful and thought provoking. So thank you. Oh,
0: goodness <laughs> gracious. People of the world. Anissa Felix. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another Curiosity Conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening.